I can see you from far away Why are you running out the door The way I feel about your shoes More than I can say Today Watch you slipping with a grin And I'm on needles and pins For a chance to get close Hello and welcome to another episode of Jen's Gems with me, Marvin Schneider. And of course, there's Jen Ward. How are you doing? Nice and early in the morning. Hi. Great. How are you? Good, thanks. And thanks to the listener for tuning in. It's nice and early, a very crisp winter's morning, sun's coming up and there's not a cloud in the sky, which means that it's frightfully cold. Too cold to put the puppies out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that is enough to give you anxiety, which is the topic of today's Jen's Gem. Oh, good segue, babies. Thank you, babies. <laughs> mm. Mm. Let me get into my Zen mode. <laughs> People do this. It's like, I don't know why. I think they're pulling down energy from the others and pulling it into the body, but, you know. I, I thought they were catching their body, their astral body, <laughs> and reconnecting to it. Oh, maybe but I have to do this with all the bodies. <laughs> um, no small talk? No. Straight into it. <laughs> Come on, this is a serious topic. Anxiety. A lot of people suffer from it. A lot of people comment on it. Right. So it's <laughs> it's so frustrating because in energy, it's so simplistic. The reason for anxiety um, is that the energy coming in is too much for the physical body to handle. So it has to do with the inflow and outflow. So your body is the um, latitude and longitude of where all of your existence is landing in that moment. And if you're lined up really well and you're not used to it, all of your spirit from source down to the etheric, mental, causal, astral, physical, all that energy is coming into the body. And people aren't aware of that. And so when all the energy is lining up great, it's a good thing. But then when it hits a physical body and the physical body doesn't understand energy, it's like, what the freak is going on? Because you have to have a balance between the inflow and the outflow. But with humans, humans have been trained and conditioned for centuries, if not eons, to take and not to give. Right. So mm -hmm. think about it. Like whenever we have a, um, whenever we have a spiritual holiday or a special day, a birthday, we learn to like we're taught to eat as much as we can, receive gifts. You know, me, 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 me. And so what that's doing is training the energy field to just absorb things, take things in, and. We've reached a saturation point. There's no joy in that anymore. The only true joy that comes is from <clears throat> outflowing these days. Have you noticed? Yep. I don't know what it's like for other people, but from my personal perspective, um, I'm kind of most in the zone when I'm outflowing. So being creative, being, you know, yeah, in the moment. 
Yeah, and doing work. It's so amazing to me how you jump out of bed and you're just so excited to get to work. And it's like, <laughs> like the balance that you have in your bodies is amazing because it's like you can go for hours and hours and it's just your outflowing and outflowing and outflowing. And um, for it's like me, the ever ready battery, they keep going and going and going. The bunny, yeah, yeah. Um, but for me, I do get tired and stuff. But I think like when I do the sessions and I do these things for all of humanity, I, I don't know if it's the same thing. I'm outflowing like more than my capacity just because it's necessary. Now, the good thing is when more people get it is that giving and outflowing is how to balance the self. Then more people will do that as a... Um, self-regulation or it, it's almost like a zen thing an oxymoron like the more you give for others you're doing it to selfishly keep your own balance so so it serves your selfish intention but it's serving all of humanity so <clears throat> um so the answer is uh be creative and outflow excuse me um, we're recording right now. You go nine nine. It's too cold outside. Yeah, we had to. I'm sorry. Separate the dogs today. Um, what was I saying? The troublemaker. Yeah, she is, but she's cute. Um, so a lot of people experience anxiety in different ways and possibly have them triggered in different ways, right? And one that comes to mind is. Um, when you're stuck in, you, you can't see a path forward. So, you know, and it's like, you know, ooh, how do I move? Mm -hmm. um, so that's fine. Um, we're not sort of commenting so, on that. But when that happens, when you don't see a path forward, that yeah. means you don't have a path forward right then. And that's like right. frustrating to you. So that's the balance. So people who, there's a lot of people who use doing like busy doing right. to to um self-medicate and so finally they get nothing but that's not a bad thing what they're doing is like realizing the ebb and flow of giving and receiving or um activity and stillness go night night you go night night right now Let me get her out of the cage and just fold her. All right, just give me one sec. I'm going to let me pause. All right, hopefully that's a bit better. Mm -hmm. So when she now she barks, she's got the microphone on her so she can really be heard. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Maisie, let your voice be heard. What do you <laughs> have to say will... on anxiety? Puppies are great for anxiety, aren't you? So, so when, you're saying you're saying that a lot of people create some kind of a whatever sense of purpose through artificial busyness, right? And I absolutely mm -hmm. see that in the business world all the time. It's just, you know, there's this busyness. And then the funny thing is that when you don't have anything to be busy about, a lot of people go, oh, what do I do now? And then that is the fix. So the universe is trying to help you create your own balance by giving you nothing to do and figuring it out. And people panic at that, where yeah. if they could, there's a time to like self-soothe 
and to just relax and and be comfortable with doing nothing. Yep. And, so, and there is an art to being comfortable in doing nothing. I know, baby. So I think I've mastered it, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not beating you, babies. So there's um, a uh, there's a funny little expression in the spiritual community that kind of expresses this sentiment, and it goes something like, um, action in inaction and inaction in action. So when you're doing things, do it from a still perspective, and when you're not doing things, then you're you're active in um, the self-reflection and the introspection. Yeah, I see that as giving the the mind a, a little Break. Um, exercise to keep it. No, a, a little exercise to fixate on, because the mind is where the problem lies. The mind is like um, overworking. So if you give it a um, one of those Zen statements to, um, are you eating my hair? give it a Zen statement to like fixate on. Another one is like, let go and let God, which is from, which is from a different state of consciousness. And it's, it's almost like too passive. It's like, um, because what happens is when you let go and let God and you get used to doing that. Yeah. It, over centuries, it, it creates an apathetic state. Yeah. So it's really funny, you know, all of these sort of, funny Zen statements and spiritual truisms, um, you know, if you take it literally and to the extreme, you're probably, you know, going in the wrong direction, right? Because you've yeah. spoken quite a lot in the past of um, encouraging people to take back their own sovereignty and their own empowerment and, you know, stop, you know, handing it all over to God or an external um, force or being, Um well, the thing is, is if you're coming from a, a novice point of view, when you're like starting from the vantage point of a physical being, and then you hear these statements, it is a raising consciousness. But the problem is, is like we're all raising consciousness to the level of the um, mental realms. So then having these statements is a lateral move, and they don't they don't help us progress further anymore. So that's what's going on in society where. We're reaching a glass ceiling as far as all of those things are concerned. Mm -hmm. um, what else do you want to say about anxiety? I mean, at okay, one so, level, mm -hmm. at one level, the answer is pretty simple, um, outflow. And then mm -hmm. people just need to find out what their um, mode of outflow is and just do so that. I was, I was seeing this thing on... Um, can I say who it is or no? Just no, on it, one... It's a well-known spiritual teacher. Let's just leave it at that. Okay. So he said that by by just putting your hands together, it, it outflows because it kind of does. It's like it's taking your energy and, and sending it up and out. But the problem is um, it's sending it out into the stratosphere. Like in the past, that is where God was. So that was great. But if you um, have transcended your understanding of God from being out there in the stratosphere to being within the eyes and heart of all living things, then you're just like whizzing away this energy to a nothingness state instead of using it for vitality. So uh, a more productive thing, and this gets passive, which passive creates apathy, which creates um, 
layers of uh, stodginess or whatever. So a more act, empowering thing to do is to do acts of kindness for others, uplift others, and yep. um, and um. Maybe she's getting and, a bit distracted. Yeah, she, she, she. I don't think she can handle the energy of this because she's trembling a little bit. She was a little bit. Oh wow! And when she felt the energy of what we're doing out there, and now she's trying to distract from it, and she's looking back at her crate like, "God, I wish I was back in there." <laughs> and that's basically what humans do when they they get a little bit of spiritual freedom. They look back at their crate of the human consciousness and say, God, I wish I was back there. And so that's a lot of what we're seeing with all these different um, engrams from the past coming to, you know, like these old things of like real horrible things like supremacy, white supremacy and power mongering and stuff. It's the collective wishing they could go back to a simpler time, which they cannot. Maisie cannot go back in her crate. She outgrew that experience for now. So now <laughs> she has to be out and deal with it. Mm -hmm. um, but another thing to do with the outflow is to put it into the earth, like digging in the earth or or taking care of the trees or um, working with um, populations that need help and stuff. Can you imagine if everyone's, instead of like being stuck in their anxiety, depression, or pain, they learn to outflow and just like give it out to other people. I mean, it would change the whole consciousness. Yeah. Oh, can I tell them about, and like, like the energy of, of another being, like when you are with another being like this, mm -hmm. you share energy fields. So you share information. So you know how they say, animals and children keep you young it's because yep. when you're around animals or children you're sharing their energy field and the information for yourself and how to keep yourselves and stuff young so it's wow. a good way to regenerate wow i mean i'm a little bit prejudiced but don't you think she's getting even prettier babies she's gorgeous but so mm -hmm. is well merle is very handsome and milton is very handsome yeah. Uh, Milton looks like Al Pacino, where um where Merle looks more like George Clooney and um yeah. who she look like. Um who does... Audrey Hepburn. Oh yeah, but Audrey Hepburn behaved much better than just one. <laughs> I think this video is gonna get a lot of views just because <laughs> The listener can see the puppies for a bit. I think she's more like Julie Julia Roberts because she's a little oh, bit okay. feisty. Oh yeah, she's very foxy. And perhaps maybe a J Lo. Do we say a J Lo? Don't know. <laughs> Come on, listeners, comment. Who does Maisie look like? And nobody better say Toto. You do not look like Toto. I'm going to show my Toto ignorance is? here, and no, I'm going to say who's Toto. And and the Wizard of Oz, he's the little dog that is like he's a he's a um, oh. I think he's a kind here here, but they look awful similar. 
See, I must be the only person on the planet that's never seen The Wizard of Oz. Oh, people are going to hound you for that one. They're going to force you to say that. We should do that. We should, like, get get you, uh, like, a bottle or a craft of wine or something and sit you down on the couch and make you watch The Wizard of Oz with me. <laughs> oh, my God, that'll be torture. And I'll sing all the parts to even make it more torturous. <laughs> You're baiting me. I am. All right, babies. I think this is going off the rails because maybe I'm not going to blame. I'm not going to name names, but I think someone's running this off the rails. All right. So there you go. Anxiety. It's a big topic. Simple answer in a way. Just need to find your own method of outflowing. Get onto it. And you know what's make brings on anxiety? Having three puppies. I know. That's, so, that's how we of... started this session. It's a beautiful day. It's too cold outside. We can't put the puppies outside, and that's enough to give you anxiety. Absolute good segue. You Thank know, you, the sun's up. <laughs> Thank you, babes. Um, quick promo before yeah. we go. Tomorrow, oh yeah, um, at seven p.m. New York time, we're running our Friday night live live stream on YouTube. So there's a couple of ways you can get onto this. One is jump onto Eventbrite, which is an event sort of management thing. That's where we kind of list all of the free events for Genuine Healing. Jump onto Eventbrite, um, search for Genuine Healing. There's a whole bunch of events that come up. Um, follow the Genuine Healing thing. That way you'll always get updated. Um, so that's one way. The other way is just jump onto the Genuine Healing YouTube channel and um, go to the live stream section and um we'll start the live stream around around about 7 p.m new york time now what we're going to be doing just so people know we're going to start off with just a general conversation about some kind of spiritual topic just to ease ease things in but then we're going to invite people from the live stream onto the zoom call okay so we'll give the details the meeting ID and password to uh, jump onto the Zoom call. You, you'll go into the the waiting room, and then one at a time, we'll sort of pull you out of the waiting room into the Zoom call, and we'll give you about sort of five ten minutes to interact with Jen. And um, obviously, what you know, Jen's going to be sort of tuning into you and giving you some uh, a, a little bit of a read and some taps. And of course, while all of that's going on, the whole audience both live and watching in the future is getting a healing as well. Isn't that right, Jen? And they're, they're little dogs too. And the little dogs. There you go. So um, there's a couple of ground rules that would sort of put in place though. And that is um, when you come onto the call, um, it'd be very respectful not to dump your, you know, your backstory onto Jen and and the audience. So just be present with us. And by all means, tell us a little bit about yourself, but not your issues, not your backstory. Um, so just kind of respect the energy and the intention of it and just be with us and interact with us uh, for five or ten minutes and hopefully that will be helpful for people. That's that. Um, yeah. One more promo. So... On the 3rd of August at 7 p.m. New York time, we're going to be having another um, 
Zoom call, group Zoom call, and we're going to be talking about the upcoming retreat in Wodonga, Australia, which is in October, and just gives people information about that so they can start thinking about it, planning for it, and signing up for it. So that will be a fun event as well. So don't miss that one. You know, it's funny, is just talking about that stuff makes me tired. It's like, okay, I'm done for the day. Let's, I'm done. Let's take a nap. No, really we've got lots of things to do because we need to take the puppies to the park and all sorts of things. You want to tell them about the trifecta leash? Yeah, why not? You tell them. Okay, so so I had this idea of getting these um the connector leashes so you can put, walk two, three, or four dogs at once. And so I got these um connectors where they're all on one leash and I get a retractable leash. And so it's really cute. We got to take some pictures of that where all three of the dogs are walking together on one leash. Yep. And they're just going nuts. It's really cute. They really love it. And um, so we're going to do more of that. Okay. So <laughs> in the beginning, because they're only four months old, um, in the beginning, they they were very chaotic on the leash, right? So I was just trying to leash train them one dog at a time. And so Merle's doing really well leash training Maisie's doing really well Milton just started getting the hang of you know coming with us on a tight leash and then two or three days ago we tried putting all three of them on this retractable leash you know all connected right and to my amazement because I actually didn't think that this was going to work I thought it was going to be a shit show you know chaotic or they're just going to run all over the place and just you know but to my amazement, they all worked it out and they were able to run ahead or walk ahead in unison without pulling on the leash, right? So they were very respectful and they were very controlled. And we went all around the neighborhood, um, must have been, I don't know, two miles or that, which was really great. And um um, you know, some of the people that are out and about and they're walking their dogs, they're just amazed to see these three little silky terriers running on a, on a leash. So it's quite funny. So we had this um, pram, this baby buggy to put them in. And they kept trying to jump out and stuff. And, it, and Marvin's too embarrassed to like walk them in that. So well, now we have the... Well, you wanted to walk down the main street of Wodonga and, you know, in all I these did, shops baby. with the puppies and the prams. It's like, no. I wanted to be like John Travolta in Saturday Night Live. Well, you can tell by the way I use my walker. I'm a woman's man. No time to talk. And uh, uh, anyways, but um, he won't do that with me. So, but you will with a trifecta, right? Yeah, there's three dogs on a leash. Yep. So we should go... Like on a weekend, we should go to a cafe or a festival or something and just have them all out with us. So we'll be able to do that when they are able to sit nice and still while we're... This festival's fine, um, but cafe, they're going to have to be able to, you know, have the wherewithal just to sit nice and quietly, you know, on the side of the table. So Maybe there's a new invention. It's called bribery it's called treats it's called have a little handful of bacon with you bacon. that's the trick that's the trick like nobody's business all right anyway um we'll do some of that don't worry all right babies all right thanks for listening please like share subscribe comment um who do you think Maisie looks like 
Um, be great little series of comments. Thanks for joining in and catch you next time. Bye for now. Bye for now, everyone.